Hey, what's going on? Uh, this is Ghostface Chili. Uh, sorry I left you on a bit of a cliffhanger, but uh, the story is quite long because uh, even when this story about the horse ends, it's still the same character, and uh, um, it's going to be basically, uh, what, like three or four different separate stories that kind of... Uh, kind of interconnect, intersect, you know. So anyway, so uh, Art makes it home uh, to his to his ranch, and uh, he uh, starts looking uh, for uh, a savings that he had buried out in his backyard. And uh, while he's out there uh, digging up a few holes and uh, kind of scratching his head, uh, Luke comes comes up on a different horse than uh, the one they ra rode to the party and uh, he looks back and he's oh so you, you left that horse with him so uh, I take it that uh, that that's the catch you buy the horse from him but you still don't really own it do you and he's like I guess I guess you could say that and he said uh let me tell you something, Art. Before you go meet this guy, just know that anything that he asks for won't be enough. And uh, chances are you aren't going to like how uh, things work out in that sense. Um, Art kind of looked down and looked up at him. I don't I don't know what you're saying, but okay, well I'll uh I'll be cautious with this guy. And he said, Yeah. Uh he told me he'd be willing to meet you, but uh you have to go uh at midnight. And uh Art's eyes got a little wide and he he was kinda surprised. He said, Well I I hope he doesn't plan on robbing me while while I go and uh, wait for him in the middle of the woods at midnight. And uh, he ends up telling him, well, if you really want to know the truth, I'll tell you the truth. He's all, but I really don't think you'll believe me. And he says, okay, well, well, what's the truth? Are these horses stolen or, or what? Or, you know, you can tell me, you can trust me. So he tells him. <laughs> well, this guy I'm talking about is supposed to be the devil. so much is a ghost horse a demon horse he gave to me at least according to him he told me that the horse was not living and not from our world I don't know if you'd believe that but that's really what happened and 
That's why the horse was so fast that it didn't take us over a day to go to that party. Art starts laughing and laughing. And he's all, man, you can't, you can't actually think I believe that, do you? And there's just no way that's, that story is just, just hogwash. And uh, his friend Luke goes, no, sir, um, I'm telling you the, the honest God's truth. As I'm standing here today, uh, I uh, kept praying for uh, something to come along to, uh, to give me the opportunity to sell my soul for, for just anything. I, uh, anything I ask for, uh, he'll leave it there in the woods by that, that really twisted and dead large, uh, tree, uh, by that, uh, trail by the fork in the road. And, uh, you know, you can not believe me as much as you want, but no matter what, I know what I saw, and I know what's been going on. And I tell you, it's because I sold my soul to the devil. He saw, um, I want you to be careful with doing this. He saw, because I regret now selling it to him, and I can't get it back. And uh, I think you should uh, take a second guess before you lose something that you won't get back. But uh, that's all. That's all I wanted to tell you. So, uh, like I said, I set up uh, a meeting for you and him tomorrow, at the stroke of midnight, right by that twisted tree um, over there by that that little path by the fork in the road. I said, alright, well, I, I appreciate the help, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll think it over. And he kind of laughs a little bit, and walks off. So, uh, after a while of being alone, digging in his backyard, he, uh, he finally finds his, uh, his savings that he had uh, hidden by uh, you know uh, a rock um, you know his backyard was kind of like the woods uh, so it, it was <laughs> it was hidden real well but anyway uh, he ends up finding it and he, he takes all his savings uh, inside his house and uh, he starts loading a, a bag for the next trip uh, the next day and uh, he planned on doing like a little uh, campfire while he waited and, and stuff like that so anyway the next day comes along and uh, he uh, he gets up and he packs all his stuff and he goes into town well, when he goes into town, um, he sees uh, his friend Luke there, and uh, 
he greets him and um, he tells him that, hey, I've been thinking about it and I'm still going to go. I really, I don't believe you. And he goes, oh, I just want to see what happens. So he ends up going to that fork in the road. Uh, he goes down that little path and he makes it to uh, that really big, twisted, dead tree. Uh, and he sets up camp there and starts building a nice little campfire. And he's just waiting. And, uh, you know, uh, he's just there waiting and waiting. And it seems like 12 o'clock is never gonna come around and finally when it was around 11:58, he started smelling an odor he started smelling uh, what a lot of people say smells like rotten eggs or others would say that that smells like sulfur and uh, he, he couldn't figure out where it was coming from, but it was getting so pungent and so overwhelming that he had to kind of cover his nose and mouth. And uh, he couldn't, he couldn't stand the putrid smell that was kind of like overwhelming him. And uh, it started getting so bad that his eyes started to water. And uh, he was like almost feeling like he was going to faint. Uh, he was feeling really, really overwhelmed. And he just couldn't. He couldn't uh, open his eyes to a certain point. And he was just there like... Man, what the hell is this smell? And uh, he looks down and he pulls out his pocket watch. And he looks at his pocket watch. And it says it's about 11.59. And it's almost halfway to 12 o'clock. And, you know, according to my Uncle Art, he... Uh, started seeing like a mist and uh, started looking like like smoke or a real heavy fog coming in rolling in and uh, it was scaring him like you wouldn't believe and uh, he ends up kind of saying aloud while he's like kind of coughing on this nasty putrid smell he's like <clears throat> if that's you I'm not afraid of you I just want a chance to to have anything I want and desire and he said he was still 
unable to see. Everything was blurry because his eyes were so watery from the smells. And he was feeling so, like, just tired that he ends up passing out. And when he awoke, he was by himself. And he kind of like shook, shook himself and dusted himself off and started getting his camp back together. And he just couldn't remember anything other than that smell and him feeling so tired and overwhelmed that he passed out. So he, he goes ahead and rides back, back to his home. And by the time he gets home, it's already kind of morning. And uh, he sees Luke outside uh, messing with the livestock. And Luke looks at him and he says, hey, how did it go? And Art kind of looks down and he's all, well, I went there and waited like he said. And towards the end, I started smelling this god-awful odor. And he was like, yeah, that's what happened to me. He's all, well, it started getting so bad that my eyes started watering, I started choking, and uh, it was almost like I couldn't breathe. And then I started getting faint, and before you know it, I just passed out, and I woke up this morning. And he said, oh, well, are you, uh, are you uh, a really religious man? And he was all, well, yeah, I... I don't talk about it much, but, you know, I pray almost every day. So, well, that was it. Um, I, uh, I almost passed out, too. But uh, when I finally talked to him after he showed himself, he told me that uh, when you're somewhat Christian or um, not a really terrible person, so to speak, that it's a lot uh, to, to handle his uh, intensity and uh, his pure, like, evil energy. When you're good, it, it almost sucks the life from you. It drains your energy. And uh, it's like, you know, uh, uh, I'm sorry uh, it didn't work out. You know, if you ever really want the horse, I'll go and get it. And maybe uh, you can borrow it from time to time. And Art kind of like shakes his head and he's like, well, I, I guess it wasn't meant to be. Because uh, like how you were saying, you kind of regret the price he paid for that horse. So, I guess I'll just leave it alone. It was all, but, uh, what are you gonna do with it? And Luke looks down and he says, I don't really know. 
now that I I have anything I want, I'm kind of uh, not really wanting anything except the one thing I can't get back. And he uh, he kind of laughed and he was like, "Well, Luke, uh, why'd you sell it in the first place then?" And Luke kind of laughs. He's like, because I sort of didn't believe in it until weird stuff started happening. And he was all, well, like what? When, what weird stuff? And he's all, well, it, it's strange, and I, I don't want to freak you out. And he's all, come on, I, I've been your friend for years. Uh, you can you can tell me anything, and I'll try and uh, and handle handle your situation. He said, "Well, it was like uh, oh fuck, I lost my spot. Hold on, <laughs> I'll be back." So he ends up telling him, so, uh, yeah, you know, uh, that's probably why it didn't work out, and, uh, um, I want to tell you something about it, but, uh, I'll need your help with that, uh, new camera you bought a while back, and, uh, Art goes, and, and, uh, inside and gets a a brand new camera that he had just bought it just came out recently that year and uh he told him uh bring it over here let me show you something so he, he went over there with the camera and he was like you know i think the camera can see things that the human eye can't because I started taking pictures after I sold my soul and something's wrong with each and every one and Art kind of looks at him puzzled and uh, he hands him the camera and he's like no no take a picture of me so he looks at at Luke and he's like okay and he takes the picture and uh, he ends up um, going back inside uh, into his basement where uh, he has like a dark room because Luke got uh, Luke because art is also a like a like a photographer for hire um, he take a lot of pictures for random people or businesses or uh, you know, uh, even families, uh, especially because uh, it was such a new thing back then that uh, it was an important thing to get a photographer, and uh, they would normally hire him to go to funerals and take pictures of the deceased and uh, stuff like that. And uh, so, anyway, uh, he ends up going. He ends up going to his um, dark room in in his basement, 
And he starts trying to develop the picture. So he ends up developing the picture. And he takes it outside. He walks up to, to Art's, uh, you know, little area where his little shack is on the side of the, the barn. And uh, he tells him, I can't believe that this happened. I don't know how you did it, but the, the picture's all messed up. And it's only on your face. And uh, he was like, no, that's what's been happening. He was all, uh, try it, try and take a picture of yourself and you'll see. So he, he kind of like laughs about it and brushes it off. And Luke says he has to get back to work and he kind of goes off with the, the livestock and whatnot. And Art kind of like thinks to himself, like real worried, like, well, man, maybe I really should um, take a picture of myself because uh, maybe uh, maybe I didn't sell my soul, but maybe he stole it, and I, I don't I don't know uh, if I can deal with not knowing for sure. So he grabs his camera. And he takes a picture of himself. So he he takes takes the camera back to his dark room and he develops the picture and he comes out and looks at the picture and you know in the daylight or whatever and it freaks him out that a portion of his face kinda looked the same like his friends, like it was a distorted uh, like almost ink blot or something, you know, just uh, a weird kind of like uh, melting of the face, let's say. And uh, Art couldn't believe it. And uh, he was so frightened that he passed out again. And you know, another reason why uh, Art would have uh, strange things to say or uh, people would never believe things that came out of his mouth because he had a slight drinking problem too. And uh, you know, nobody would believe a drunk. So. Uh, that's uh, basically the conclusion of uh, the first part to this story. Um, he uh, he uh, ended up not finding out what happened that night that he passed out. But it goes into a new story where he, he starts uh, kind of like going into a panic because he's, he kept having weird things happen to him. And it all started with uh, one morning he woke up and on his front doorstep there was 
dead owl. It was a big white barn owl that was dead just right in front of his his door right on his porch step and uh, I'm going to take a quick break and uh, touch into this next connecting story that we will be calling uh, um, let's see uh, uh, bewitched <laughs> I'll be back. This is Ghostface Chili. Signing out.